Welcome back to Archives of Fabella Daily, the podcast saying, Hey, look, mermaids in a magical world. Today is October 24th, equal to Scorpio 2nd. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And hit that subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. October 24th, 1889 is the date Henry Parks delivers the Tenterfield Oration, effectively starting the Federation process in Australia. But in the magical wonderland of Fabella, a mermaid made a difficult choice with tragic consequences she couldn't possibly fathom. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. our world, there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. Scorpio 2nd, 5889, FY, Fabella year, equal to October 24th, 1889, AD, Earth year. It's the machine age in Fabella, and the magical world has fully embraced guns and ammo, so much so that they are now in the first of four world wars. The Bloodborne Empire works overtime to supply their troops with a steady supply of ammunition, and one of the Empire's largest munitions depots is a plant in the underwater city of Tempegia overseen by the merfolk loyal to the Empire. Locating the plant underwater was a genius play because it kept the plant secure from air raids and flyover scouting missions. The only way to attack the Tempegia plant was to go underwater, an ability only one-twelfth of the people races in Fabella even had. Never say that the Bloodborne Empire wasn't smart. The Tempegia plant was a vast facility. They were producing about a million shells per month, and while the industry has brought stability and wealth to the embattled empire, it is also a key target for saboteurs from the rival Western Alliance. On Scorpio 2nd, 1800, merfolk swim into the Tempegia plant for the night shift. One of those is a mermaid named Pasha Viviana. Mermaids have been called to work in the plant due to the Empire's shortage of merfolk, with the mermen being required on the battlefield. Mermaids, like Pasha, are assigned the menial tasks in the plant. Pasha's responsibility is to inspect the bullet casings for quality. Unbeknownst to any other mermaid line worker, Pasha has smuggled in the last of a series of bombs she has placed throughout the plant. 
for weeks now, Pasha has been discreetly placing these devices at key places in the plant. Her orders aren't just to cripple the plant, but to obliterate it entirely. Her plan is to wait until the next shift change, when the plant will be manned by the smallest crew possible to detonate the bombs. There is no point when the plant is empty. There are going to be casualties. Pasha wants to limit the amount of victims as much as she can, but life has other plans. One of the previous bombs is discovered by a merman guard. The guard sounds the alarm that there is a saboteur in their midst. Everyone is told to stay put, as the entire plant is searched. Pasha realizes that she has few options now. If her bombs are found, all her hard work would be for nothing. Furthermore, the investigation could lead guards directly to her, and she will have failed in her mission. The third option is to blow the bombs, killing herself and all 1,800 people in the plant in the process. And that's what she does. The entire explosion is felt throughout the eastern hemisphere, rocking it like an earthquake. There's even a small tsunami triggered, totaling up more casualties related to the incident. The Empire's top producing ammunition depot is gone. As the Empire scrambles to pick up the pieces and keep this incident from causing further havoc in their war with the Western Alliance, weapons officers hit upon an ingenious idea. They use some of the remaining bombs in their arsenal to create landmines, which they bury in wait to be triggered by a passing Western Alliance infantry unit. The Western Alliance is unprepared for the introduction of the landmine, and they lose a shocking amount of soldiers to this crude invention. The landmine becomes one of the reasons historians cite for helping the Bloodborne Empire win the war and usher in a period with the entirety of the magical world under their cruel dominion. Pasha accomplished her mission, but in doing so, led to countless deaths. We don't get to play shoulda, coulda, woulda with this. There's too much at stake and too many people in the world for you to be absolutely sure every choice you make won't end in tragedy somewhere down the road. If there's a moral to this story, the moral is this. Sometimes your choices have great rippling effects beyond yourself and your present circumstance. That's going to do it for us today. Subscribe now to get more new episodes right in your feed. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send your questions to archivesoffabella at gmail.com. Archives of Fabella is created, produced, and hosted by Dylan Foley with music by Garrett Ferris and Audioblocks. Books are available on Amazon in ebook and paperback. As always, look outside of what is possible and think about what might be.